This podcast contains material that may not be suitable for children or those of lesser constitutions. Listener discretion is advised. And now, go f*** yourself. Very ordinary. Mm-hmm. Very ordinary. Yeah. I don't think that will crack the top ten. No, we'll no. Just, it's just going to fade into the but hey, ether. Listen, this is only your second time doing that after a long while. Oh, I just like the the bar was set so high on last week's one. It's like oh my god, two weeks ago. I kind yeah. of, I kind of yeah. just choked that one. I think. No, I, it was probably it, it's it's probably the beer itself. It, it was conspiring against us clearly. And nobody's perfect, Ag. Nobody, no, no nobody, no, no, nobody, no, no, nobody here is expecting you to be perfect. I will not I expect that of myself. Yeah. Nobody, the neighbors don't even expect you to be perfect. So don't worry <laughs> about it. Welcome back to another episode of the Innocuous Bastards podcast, the show you did not ask for yet. Here we are, Mac. How have you been? Pretty good. It's been a, a pretty busy couple of weeks. Been moving around town a bit, get, uh, getting out, got in the pool. No, <laughs> uh, no actually we did. The, the pool is open now, uh, and so we do have... Uh, it's, it's actually good because it was kind of cold this last week, but they did something to the, the pool temperature just right. Usually at the pool where we live, it gets really cold. In there, so I don't really like to get in there. And if you do, it's like the ah, ah, and then you finally just have to just you're taking the plunge. But this felt more like what the water might be like in Florida. Oh. It was great, just sort of get in there. The Atlantic too... Ocean. Yeah, whatever. Not the uh, swamp. No, 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 not no, no, no. I didn't want any uh, what Everglades. The Everglades. Water moccasins or anything like that going on. Uh, but it was nice. And then uh, got in the hot tub for a bit, and it started raining. And I think it's if you're gonna be in the hot tub when it's raining, that's not such a bad place to be. It feels really good. So it's a did heated you, pool. You felt it on your skin. I did. I did. It's, it's a nice. heated pool then. Yeah, but and I never knew that before because they never had the freaking heat part uh, turned up until now. It's always been like freezing fucking cold, even when it's like 80 degrees outside. So it's I, nice. I don't know why I don't know this about you, but do you, do you actually you actually just get go, get red, right? You don't you don't actually tan, do you? Um. No, I'm, I'm certainly now. If you put on sunscreen, I'll get a little bit tanned. But yeah, otherwise, it's yeah. If I don't put anything on, I'll just get burned up. <laughs> I just, I'm just totally the white guy thing. Even like driving arm. Does oh, big time. Tan? Does no. it get burned or tanned? No, no, tanned. Right. Yeah, because the glass, and if, if you're in the car, has some type of filter. I think, and it doesn't usually. There's something there. It's UV probably. UV protection or something like that, which is good because I probably have. A cancer arm by now. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> I just noticed that in the summer, like my left arm, quite nice, quite nice, <laughs> and the rest of me is incredibly, incredibly pale. Yes, yes, you are. Yes. You're like an Oreo cookie in that sense. You know? Except, except <laughs> I'm, I'm all, I'm all filling. Yeah, you are. Um, well, speaking of, AG, how mm-hmm. have you been? Sorry, you've been nice. I've been real nice. Big swig of your peeper. Yeah, Any unofficial. Unofficial sponsor, unwilling, uh, unofficial social lubricant of (laughs) podcasts everywhere. No, I'm good. Uh, This is probably my second beer I've had in three, four months. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Impressive. You're just not. You. Yeah. You're saying uh, off um, uh, off mic that you don't drink as much anymore. What's, uh, I never drank. I never drank a lot to begin with, but when I was hanging out, such a lush. When I was hanging out with you guys, and when I was in Portland. There would I would be a definite social drinker, 
but not to the point of like getting just trashed, except for a couple times. I was trashed uh, last night. So, mm. um, is that where the McNuggets came from? No, no, no. That was a different. That was a different <laughs> drunken, <laughs> drunken evening. So those are more than day old nuggets. It, it, was, it was in the freezer. It's fine, you know. You saved them. I saved them because I don't want to throw them away. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I needed something to mark the time when I was like, okay, why that I, I bought McNuggets and I actually did not eat them. Well, Which normally is, I doesn't have Taco Bell. I thought Taco Bell was your main stand. Taco Bell closes at weird times now at the Taco mm. Bell in my neighborhood. So sometimes they close at 8, sometimes they close at 10. Which makes no sense to me. What's the point of being a Taco Bell if you close at eight a, 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 at eight p.m.? I don't know. Sometimes because uh, the, the Taco Bell in my neighborhood actually um, gets a lot of oh, homeless visitors, yeah, and so okay, they don't yeah. they don't want to uh, kind of expose themselves to yeah, yeah. Uh, any any longer than they have to. But anyway, McDonald's has been my um, my uh, you know like late night stop of choice. Plus, they have the, the McDonald's in my neighborhood has a walk up window. That I think it's open until 2 a.m. or something Damn. like that. And so, um, but I remember when I bought the McChicken, I remember I was going to analysis paralysis because I was in line, right? And I was going, you know, do I really want, uh, I'm sorry, when I bought the chicken nuggets, I'm like, yeah. do I want ch- McChicken sandwich? But am I that hungry? Maybe I should just do chicken nuggets so that I can just maybe do like one or two. I mean, like I was doing this, I was thinking this, first of all, while it's, I was already 19 sheets to the wind. And so I wasn't, I wasn't going to arrive at a rational decision mm-hmm. at all, no. um, you know. At all that night. But anyway, the point is, I got home and I'm like, I'm not really hungry at all. But why do I have two 10-piece chick, 10-piece McNuggets? Because you know what? Because the fucking cashier upsold me. Because I was just buying one five-piece or a six-piece or whatever. They're like, are you sure you don't want 20? I go, yeah, give me 20. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's been a, it's been a nice couple of, week, uh, couple of weeks as well for me. Thanks for asking. But uh, we are... <laughs> Thanks for giving us a chance to ask. Yeah, really. <laughs> But uh, this is actually a special episode uh, today, gentlemen, because we actually have a fourth uh, person in the in the IB studios today. I don't know if we can call him a bastard yet, because I don't know if he'd want to be called he's a bastard. Kind of a but, bastard. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I fully approve. There you go. There you go. You, you, yeah, you'll prove you'll prove yourself to be one, perhaps. But we have Tony in the house, in the his house. Tony, hello, welcome, Tony. <laughs> uh, generally, Ant or Anthony? Anthony, um, not a Tony. Okay. So All right. My, that's my good, dad. Good, good job to know. There. Good job on the research. <laughs> Fantastic. So Fantastic. I well, probably you know, misled him. But this is but this is but this is exactly what we wanted to find out from you. Like, how do you, how would you like to be called? So now it's it's Ant or Anthony. Uh, Ant would be my preference. Ant. Yeah. Ant. Yeah. Okay. I generally go by Ant. It's been a bit tricky since I moved to the states because it's not as popular a name over here. Oh, okay. And the way I say it, people think I'm saying Hans quite a lot. Hans. So I got a lot of Hans. Yeah. Oh, and then they, and then <laughs> the they Hans and Hans. Willkommen, Hans. <laughs> and uh, and Ant is actually isn't there like a um, like a pop duo? There's a Blazer. Aren't they? Uh, they Ant and what the hell is no, it? it's like they're DJs. Are you, are you oh. referring to from England? Deck. From England, yeah. Ant okay, Ant and Deck. Yeah. Ant yeah. And so Deck. back in the nineties, they were a really shitty boy band, and then they became <laughs> TV personality interviewer type. Hmm. Shit. Oh God! Yeah. So yeah, in, it's it's refreshing being over here because in England it's like oh and, and deck and thankfully they never broke the states. So <laughs> I don't get that yeah. as much here. Well, it's I think they, their their exposure to the states are, is probably through X Factor or something like that. I think uh, if people because I think they're uh, they're like, they're hosts I of X Factor. It's like a American Idol. 
Oh, Simon Cowell. And yeah. same, same dude. It's where Simon Cowell came from. Yeah. Oh, and then they just, okay. And then he went back yeah. to it or something, right? Because he stopped doing it here and went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, went and back then, to and, it. And then didn't he die or something? No, he did not die. Oh. No, he, well, if he did, he came back to life and uh, <laughs> went back to X Factor. But welcome to the show, Ant, and I'm glad. And I'm glad that uh, that you've joined us. Um, how have you been? I mean, I think we, I, last time I saw you was probably about a month ago. That was longer. Really? It feels like it was longer. I don't know. It's a little bit time travel lately. (laughs) Nobody's out and about. Exactly right. Yeah. No, no, I've been good. I've been good. I'm really enjoying being double vaccinated, Mm -hmm. two weeks deep, and back out into the world. And it's really weird because where I work, I actually got an office job in the middle of the pandemic until now. It's face until now. It's face until now. Oh, wow. Like, I, I met them masked. So now my brain filled in the blanks and it did all of them wrong. Right. I'm just walking around going, oh, God, no, no, that's... Oh, why? And there's all these weird noses and chins and shit. It's just my, my brain. I don't know who... Yeah, but it's that not, none of it was dynamic. Fun. That is actually yeah. pretty interesting when you think about that because, like, for me, I already knew those folks. Uh, clearly, I worked at the same place. And so to me, it never really... I didn't really even think about it, but if you haven't, I, that's really interesting because you haven't seen their face before. You're just sort of guessing. I mean, you can sort of see occasionally. You sort of walk by somebody's desk and might say, "Well, well you know, maybe who's that?" Uh, but yeah, that's that's an interesting social experiment. I think um, they had to try that at, at, at some business. It's like, hey, let's everyone wear the mask, bring in a bunch of new people, and then let's eventually, like in about a month, then we remove the mask. And then we interview and say, is this really what you expected? <laughs> because a lot of times the eyes can give, it can give away a lot. And then, but no, you know, really beneath that is like, <laughs> if somebody doesn't look so as attractive as you thought. Well, I mean, there's, it's actually a, um, a, I think it's a phenomenon in Asia uh, and a lot of countries that do wear masks, yeah. you know, as part of the culture. Um, I think there, there's a term in, um, I'm going to forget it, but it's some sort of term in, in Chinese or Japanese culture where there's like, you're, you're beautiful when you're masked. Like, yeah. you know, you're pretty when you, please put your mask back on. It's almost like the, you know, like. We call that a butterface. 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 Yeah. Butterface. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but, um, no, yeah, I mean, to your point, Mac, I mean, there's a Starbucks that I've been basically going uh, to daily during my daily walks. And I, I definitely, to your, to your point, and I've filled in what I believe the latter, the, you know, the lower half of their face looks like. And I think it's going to be weird once once they also themselves can be unmasked. Because I think, you know, I mean, like some of the Starbucks, you can go, if you're fully vaccinated, you can you can, you can uh, do without a mask. So I think, for, I know for them, I've already revealed my lower half. So they probably are probably disappointed or, or hopefully not disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> definitely disappointed. Once, once I finally revealed my, my, my full face. But uh, but I definitely have, have filled in the lower part, half of these people's uh, faces so i'll be i'll be it would be interesting to find out like i wouldn't be able to tell them from a lot from a lineup anymore you right. know what i mean from a police lineup because i only saw that the top part of their face so but yeah no it's definitely uh, it's good to be uh, definitely out and about um uh, and i know that you live in you live in uh, basically my neighborhood sort of close it's a stretch give us <laughs> like yeah. i mean you appreciate the neighborhood this neighborhood yes northwest portland um i'm more southwest yeah, but do you yeah. do you appreciate the bars and do oh, you visit yeah. the bars here? Oh, sorry, yeah, I thought I meant residentially. Um, yeah, bars wise, I love it. Yeah, twenty yeah. first and twenty third. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There isn't much in south southwest Portland really. You've got the uh, yeah. uh, what's that? The leaky roof. You've got. Uh, Is that really that's southwest? Yeah, it's just where, where I used to live, and it's in Goose Goose Hollow. Yeah, I just don't think of that as southwest for some reason. 
It's yeah, it's west. I mean, it's pretty close to Burnside. It's, I mean, it's not far. It's like a five minute drive. South Jefferson, from Southwest Jefferson. The but it's kind of the beginning of the Southwest area for me. And then if you consider like you've got, I guess the Kingston is technically Southwest, but I don't consider that to be Southwest either. I think you can look a bit further, like where uh, where we used to work. You know, addresses work right. If your door <laughs> faces a particular street, that's your address. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is, yeah, is Goose Hollow Inn technically southwest? Yes. yes. Okay, because yeah, I like that place. Yeah. yeah. It's it's okay. Yeah. I you don't know the history have... of Goose Hollow Inn? The mayor. Yeah. Ah, Bud Clark, that was yeah. very cool. <laughs> yeah, he, he visited my school a couple times when I was younger. But I don't like him then either. I think it's uh, quite clear already to our listener that you're not from these parts originally uh, because of your accent, right? That's correct. I am originally from Gresham. <laughs> That's what I thought it, shows. it was. That's yes. what I thought it was. I was yes. thinking boring. But I didn't yeah. want to say anything. But yeah, yeah. Damascus, maybe. I was thinking Damascus, yeah. but no. Okay, born and raised in Gresham. Man, so. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm originally from the UK in Manchester. Yeah, I've been here about eight years now. Yeah. All in Portland? Uh, no, we we moved to Portland, stayed here a couple of years, decided to move to LA, oh. moved mm. back four weeks later. Oh. <laughs> Tried it for a little longer, moved back to England for six months, then came back. So I've I've technically moved to Portland three times. (laughs) Nice. What makes you keep coming back? It's just, I mean, if you can't find what you're looking for in this town, you ain't looking hard enough, you know. And I think for me, the the emigration process and becoming a dad and getting married and just, you know, I I think all that got rolled up in not wanting to be here. Whereas actually I didn't notice over the period of years this had become home. And I went back to England and it was just like looking like through an old photo album. Mm. Everybody would moved on as I'm, I'm Frodo at the end. You know, <laughs> it's just uh, I, I need to get on the ship, and yeah. it was time to come back. So, uh, so I've, yeah, I think more than anybody else, I can definitely say I want to be here because I've left twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like I, I like it. that what you said. If if you if you don't uh, find something that, to love about Portland, you're not looking hard enough. That should be on a brochure. Uh, I don't know if I said it exactly the same way TM. you did. TM. Yeah, but better trademark that because that could be on a bumper sticker. Um, but uh, four weeks in LA. What's what? What, what did you just, you just you saw a Dodgers game and you're like, you know, I'm not, this is not this is not for me. What what's, what happened in the four weeks? Um, I I got a job for a company down there and immediately slipped into the culture of work as late as you humanly can uh. and it was really gross the way they worked as well they would buy you McDonald's or KFC uh. provided you worked past 8 9 p.m. it was you know I, I was get I was in there at 7 a.m. and getting out there at 9 30 p.m. Yeah. and I just got real fat real quick like it's amazing how much you can put on in four weeks I was like oh god try a pandemic or don't try a pandemic yeah, yeah. please Everything was really dirty and expensive. And yeah. I think growing up in England, there's these images and stereotypes of California and the surfing. And it's all it's all still stuck many decades oh. ago. Whereas actually moving to the Pacific Northwest where things are beautiful and clean and there's lots of fresh local produce and yeah. there's a big focus on that. Then moving to California where everything had been shipped for days apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and, just, yeah. and it was just really expensive but it, and really dirty and just everyone was kind of into their own thing. And it felt a bit like, personality wise, it felt like London. I feel mm, like yeah. the, the the Pacific Northwest and California 
uh, translates quite well to North of England and South of England. Oh, I would agree. Uh, we just don't get it. on. <laughs> yeah, and it's very similar. So yeah, I just came screaming back up. It's nine hundred and seventy-five miles with two cats in the car. <laughs> That's <laughs> that was, how bad uh, it was. Because. That was that was good times. Yeah. yeah. So is there? Um, you said that um, that Portland, maybe Pacific Northwest, is more north. North London? I'm sorry, North, no, North, North of England. Part of England? Uh, yeah. Part, yeah. yeah so is there, is Yorkshire. There, it's like Scotland. Yeah, there, I, would, I would say, like, from any, anything north of the Midlands. So you've okay. got, you know, Liverpool, Manchester, Leeds, Yorkshire, Scotland, just bangers all into one group as the North. Mm. Yeah. Very much like Game of Thrones did, actually. The North yeah. remembers. Uh, <laughs> <yep>. Winter <laughs> is coming. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> whereas in the South, it's all a bit more French influenced, a bit warmer, and kind of a bit more affluent. And they come up north buying up all the houses. Like yeah. The Californians come up buying up all the houses. Like, there's a lot. Mm. There's a lot of parallels. Yeah. That's interesting. Very familiar. I don't know if it's as pronounced for you as it was. Um, if it's pronounced for you as it wasn't for me, but you know, but obviously, I I, I grew up in the, I was born and raised in the Philippines. Um, and I say raised lightly because because I I mean I left when I was 16, but but up until that point, mm. I had a very specific. You know, viewpoint of what America, what American life would be. You know, based on what I saw on TV or in the movies or, or whatnot. When I say that wasn't as pronounced, because I don't think there was any really any surprises for me or anything that went, huh? That's not how. That's not how they depicted it. And it's not like how they depicted it in TV or in the movies. Was there anything like that for you in terms of like, you know, living and you know, living in the UK versus living in the US? Like, was was there any uh, surprises for you? No. It's been exactly as I thought it was. Mm. Like this it has been like a movie. Oh, mm. seriously! Like, <laughs> Do you watch Portlandia before you came to Portland? Or? <laughs> no, I watched it after, and I didn't get it. I needed a little bit of time, and I was like, "Oh, yes, okay." I just <laughs> right, needed right, right. just a little bit longer. But yeah. no, it's it is. I mean, there's there's a one of the big differences for me between the UK and the US have it, like rather than just the perceived stereotypes before coming is. The, the underlying pride and hope in the UK everybody is just disillusioned and grumpy and <laughs> sour and the, the I don't I don't know if you guys know this but the Union Jack the flag of the United Kingdom has actually been adopted by the British National Party mm. so to fly the flag is actually a symbol of racism oh only uh, like that, that. I can't imagine that ever happening here. I you know? think it's actually further along than you think yeah yeah, yeah. Is it, is maybe not so much in Portland I live you know, a couple hours south of here, but I've you know I've been in Portland for a decade. But you do the the, the American flag gives you a little bit of that. It's like, why are you showing that right now? Right. Maybe and, not like on a flagpole. That's to be expected, right? That kind of makes sense. Like well, yeah. School or like on the back of a truck with a big pole. Well, that thing to me is weird. Then I automatically assume that they're a Trumper if I see a big <laughs> fucking American flag. I've seen there's this one place on the Oregon coast. It's this little shitty cafe I can't remember why we went there I think it's near Tillamook and in the parking lot they have a ginormous like flagpole and a ginormous American flag which is like so out of place and with this little shitty cafe and like a couple of little businesses is it bigger than the cafe yes (laughs) the thing is huge I'm like why is that okay you're really proud to be an American Um, you know I think back in the I've never been particularly patriotic, except for maybe like during the Olympics. Is kind of cool. You kind of root for your, you know, and it's kind of neat to see when the flags come down and all that. 
But other than that, I've always looked kind of with a side eye at some of the July, 4th of 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 July, or something like that. Are you talking about, about like pre-Trump era? That yeah, always even then. I've always felt like, why do you, I mean, what's the, I don't understand why you're doing it. We're all Americans. It's it's nationalism. Well, nationalism is what it's become. I think it used to be more patriotic in, in, in a way during certain times, but and now you see these morons with these, gig- these these gigantic flags out of the back of the pickup truck, or they we got this. Now I haven't seen the, the trucker flags much lately, but they they even turned the American flag into this weird thing for cops, the blue line, uh, yeah, the silver and uh, and black. So they, I don't know. It, to me, the flag, whatever, it, it doesn't necessarily represent who I am for sure. And but it has become a lot more negative over the years, I think, than it it yeah. used to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying about that. Uh, I don't think it's been quite codified as far as, say, the, the right-wing party in this country adopting mm. it. But I do feel like it's sort of, it's almost, it's almost a little contentious. Mm-hmm. What, one way or the other, when somebody flies a flag, it's like, well, what America are you supporting now? Right. So right. that's sort of where, like, not that I think that. I, I still think there's one America. But um, I think that's where the, the, the thought process is going is, hey, this is my country. And, and, and a lot of the right-wingers are more, I don't want to say they're more patriotic. They're more sort of faux-patriotic. They're, like, right. they're like, I'm patriotic as long as things are going my way. <laughs> and that's all, they, that's all that means. So, yeah, I, can, I give you a comfort on the flag displays, except on flag day. I yes. think a little bit might be context as well because I agree. Like, if depending who's holding it and how they're holding it, where mm-hmm. and when they're holding it, or they're putting it in the back of the pickup, contextually, yeah, that's no longer the flag. That's more a statement. Right. Yeah, I'm right. talking about generally just like stuck on the outside of a house. Yeah. That that for me is very synonymous with like I'm just proud. This is my country. Here's my flag. Proud to be sure. Well, it's, it's like the Confederate flag. It's like the Confederate flag here. That's sending a message, not that hey. <clears throat> You know, I'm this exercise my right of free speech. It's I want you to know that this is what I think is the way things should be, if re- regarding the stars and bars. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's a little more like that. It's just it's a weird time all around the world as far as conservative versus liberals butting heads. It's the weird nationalistic movement that you know. It's the nativistic movement that's yeah, really more even troubling. Which really kind of reminds me of. Uh, I know we're not going to get a lot of uh, World War One or pre-World War One people who know a lot about this part for our, our listener. M- maybe he does. I don't know. But it, it reminds me of pre-World War One type of an atmosphere when you had all these countries. Um, they had tried different things and they had gone through the Napoleonic era and the era and they tried different things to try to. Uh, unify and, and and then they kind of went their own directions and then they started forming like the Austria-Hungary and you know and Germany was you know certainly into that and uh, Austria uh, I'm sorry I already said that one but uh, it, it, it kind of reminds me of that type of thing except that they're not looking to conquer other countries they're just trying to conquer people in their own countries because of this this perceived threat of immigration Especially in Europe, it seems like there's a lot of that going on. There are a lot of fear, uh, you know, whether or not, and some of it has come true. It's not. It's not the clearly not the uh, the way that 99% of the people who are coming to these countries. That's not what they're interested in. Is is bombing people or shoot or shooting up anything? 
but uh, certainly, you know, I see there's whatever you have. Nas- you have nationalism, and you have mon- you have minorities. You have problems uh, with you know not not necessarily with regards to you know I don't think we're going to go back to Nazi Germany times or anything like that. But you know the the fear of the white man against the change of their of what they've grown up with. And I think even in, you know England's probably had a lot of that too. You know the folks who've moved there, you know, India. Uh, I think there's a pretty high uh, percentage of the population there, but also even from uh, you know Africa, probably a lot of uh, people from there too. And so, but and it's just a lot of a lack of understanding and fear, and that always leads to to me is that that ultimate nationalistic thing is like well. And then that means that you're different, and you need to go, or you're here to take my job, or whatever it happens to be. Uh, you know, it, it'd be nice if we could. I don't know if we ever will. I mean, I'm, I'm worried about the direction and how long this is going to last. It's lasted long enough for me. The last five years, it seems like it's kind of been there, but maybe longer in some of these other countries. I think it's a very ingrained um, behavior on just humans' part yeah. to perceive a difference with others. And then to say no, like I, I don't want that. And it's like I mean, yeah, that's essential tribalism right there. Is that anything different is not wanted. So the, a lot of these sort of prejudices and and actions that people take in regards to that are hello. <laughs> the fifth bastard. Oh, oh it's getting quite close. <laughs> Maybe we should. Uh, and but I, but see, I don't I don't remember. <laughs> it didn't come back to me. I need you to run that back. Run that back. Run that back. One time. Uh, anyway. So, no, but you're saying like. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. But, um, as far as the, the the UK version of that, yeah. So yeah. you've got um, Bangladeshi communities, Pakistani communities, mm. yeah. Afro-Caribbean communities, and poor white communities all smashed together in mm. a, in a local area without any real structure on the integration. Mm-hmm. Mm. If we physically put you together, things will be fine. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. The tribalism's rife. The misunderstandings, the miscommunications, and. Yeah, there's a lot of tension that comes from that, and there's been certain parts of the UK who are quite prone to rioting, every, you know, once a decade, every few years. It's it's always a seven, mm. and you just need some Jesus. shift yeah. to push it to yeah. the nine, you know. So, and and COVID has helped with that because some of the um, ethnic minorities haven't adopted social distancing and wearing masks, mm. and that's immediately gone straight to a race problem, straight to riots. Straight, but see, like, that happens here, and there's not, it's not a race issue. It's just it's a philosophy issue. Like wearing masks at the beginning did become political because some people didn't want to either admit that COVID was real or they are of this mindset that, hey, like I have my rights to do what I want to do. And even though the decent thing to do is to put on a mask like look out for your fellow person it had to be mandated because these people won't do it out of common courtesy so and and I don't think it's in this case a race issue and it's hard to say in Oregon because this is a very white state Mm. Um, but I almost think racism is worse here because there's not a lot of there's a lot of areas around the state where people don't interact with people outside their race Whereas, like, say, in the South... Well, it's demographics, right? I mean, like, well, yeah. I wouldn't live in Pendleton. 
Like I think I'd slit my throat. <laughs> I think you'd be okay in Hamilton. In I think Enterprise. You know what I mean? You might you might lose your your hair over the politics there, but I think you'd be physically safe. Well, I was going to ask you what your favorite coffee shop is, but let's talk about race. Uh, and it's <laughs> 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 going straight in this one, isn't it? Yeah, there we go. I, I apologize if I steered it in this direction. No, no, that's no, how no. it works with us. But you've, you know, you've lived here in the U.S. for eight years now, mm-hmm. uh, eight, eight years plus, and, and certainly, you know, you you know enough about the the politics and 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 the atmosphere in, in the U.K. Do you feel because I have got my own opinion, also coming from the Philippines, but do you feel racism here in the U.S. Is worse, or the same as, or or better, better. than the UK? <laughs> it's completely different. Oh, okay. I, and I I don't want to use that as a non-answer. It is literally it's so different that it's hard to compare the two, because here there's there's so much history in very specific ways, whereas in the UK mm. there's there's just a thousand different things all layered sure. over a very long period of time, and it's sure. confusion with the colonialism. And mm. It's just it's it's a mishmash, and mm. you know there was a point in time I don't know what it is now, but the national dish in the UK was chicken vindaloo, <laughs> you know. So that's a good sign as far as the integration, but it's almost like cherry picking from the culture mm. rather than a f- fully integrating into it. Oh, but there's so yeah. many generations now that the, the majority in the UK is not white, you know, and that's that that's mm. just that's creating a lot of interesting dynamics. And I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna keep changing over time. So there's periods of time where racism really isn't an issue, and then it becomes a hotbed issue, and it, it shifts like it does here. Um, but this is such a big country. It's amazing that it's still a country to me. And the the state versus federal, mm. it's mind blowing that this that, that it functions with what nearly four hundred million people. It's, yeah. It's, or it's and, so and what's good for people in Alaska may not be good for people in Alabama. Yeah. Uh, oh hell, even in Oregon, county to county, it's just you know there's a section of. Oregon and wants to unite with Idaho and some other shit like that. I'm like, fine, go ahead and take these motherfuckers. I don't want anything to do. I don't like the and they depicted what Greater Idaho would look like. I don't like the shape. The shape is weird. No, and I think it bisects the Oregon as well. Like, like there's like a north north of Greater Idaho, Oregon, and the like south of Greater Idaho, Oregon. I think is the way. You know, it's, it's like ridiculous. it's almost like Coos Bay wants to be part of Idaho. Is basically what's happening there. So, but. so I, I feel there's another thing that that really happens in the U.S. that may be a little different from other countries is that there's this great rural versus city divide in the way that things are because we're so big, so much land available. There's a lot of folks who live in the country, and there's a lot of voters who live in you know the country. They they don't go very far. They don't travel very far from where they are because why? 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 Why would they? Uh, the people in the city are the ones where the most of the population is, and so they tend to kind of make the rules for everybody else in the states. Um, and you know, it, it, it sort of depends on what state you're in. Texas, obviously, it's more red or uh, right uh, wing leaning. But the cities are primarily a lot more democratic or um, uh, liberal leaning, and so I, I think that's another thing that uh, that people don't really think about is this this weird split between the the, the you know the rural communities and we're going to do what we want because nobody else around here why 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 can't we do what we want we're not hurting anybody you know it's this it's the it's the, it's Portland uh, if you're from Portland here. And you go out to the, you know, to the rural sticks. I'm like, oh, those people in Portland, 
you know, they're running the, they're running their, we don't, we don't want any of that. That's basically what I see in a lot of uh, the U.S. too, is this hatred toward the government because it's in cities, the cities basically run the government. Uh, so it's not just a, you know, a, like not trusting the government. It's just that it's a hatred of it because they don't want to be told what to do. And some of it also does, it goes back to, you know, uh, I guess you can use the, the term for the city being England at that time, the colonies here. It's it's sort of, it's a weird thread of like, you know, you think you're better than me kind of thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm frankly sick of it. But then again, I, I don't live out there. So, I mean, I probably, if I lived out there for most of my life, I'd probably feel the same way You'd too. Think the so. same way, yeah. So yeah. that's, here's the point about that is that I think for people that live in a rural part of the country or part of the world that listening to your elders and following what they did is much more important because you like the land is the same if you're working the land the stuff you learn from your parents your dad your grandfather about how to work that land that all stays the same but in the cities you're you're interacting with different people you've got people that don't do physical work they do blue collar stuff so it, it, it's more important that you take on this additional knowledge so you can figure out your way but in your society but in your society but in rural parts it's like hey this is good enough for my daddy it's good enough for me and that's the end of the thinking yep. so yep. i think that's a big it's just a philosophical difference that people have and i think there's still valid reasons to have conservative movements and not nothing to do with race or any sort of social advancement but as far as like okay let's keep the monetary stuff kind of under wraps and there's you know certain elements that need to hold back too much progress and i think that's where a lot of this came from is that things are advancing too fast for people in rural areas and they just they don't know how to deal with it and so this is just their anger is coming out in the form of electing you know who <laughs> and just all of this sort of just stupid turning a blind eye to facts that is happening now just because it's not convenient or it's it's asking you to evolve a little bit for the betterment of all people instead of just the people you know and that's just very difficult for these people for whatever reason i just think they're kind of babies honestly but <laughs> i imagine there are parallels in the uk no um, <laughs> very specifically though because that's one of the, the key differences it's very hard to get scale in the uk like as an example I, I went for a job interview in Minneapolis and I was just talking to my mom and she went was it a long drive and I said it was a three and a half hour flight and that <laughs> blew her mind the prospect of flying yeah. on an airplane for three hours for a job interview but that's not that unusual here because of scale yeah sure and the fact that the, 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 the physical footprint of Oregon is not that different to the physical footprint of the United Kingdom Very but close, we've got 70 yeah. million people stuffed in there oh my so it's just it's Too completely dense different thing um, and I think to, to your point as far as the, the rural element you, you, you've got that density in the UK that there, there might still be that same kind of dynamic but it's it's 
drastically reduced whereas over here you can have entire communities that nobody's ever spoken to for a significant number of years and they have their own hand down knowledge experience you know it's it's a town in the middle of nowhere it's got 400 people in it generation by generation they ain't changing yeah, you know, right. until somebody comes in and forces yeah. a change, and right? It's resisting. Yeah, they're like, "What the hell is in Obama?" You know, what I mean, like, that's why they're telling that way. Yeah. Well, you know, when we come back from break, well, uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts about Brexit. We'll be right back. <laughs> And the pure goodness that AG was talking about is, for some reason, we started talking about apples oh, I before we before we recorded. Insulting. And it appears that we are split in the middle between slicers and just straight up eating. Or I don't or know. Just if not I got, eating apples. Or you're not that eating much. apples at all. Yeah, no, I don't like apples that much. That's bizarre. Well, welcome back from the break. Hope you made it a great one. And I know that I. <laughs> I said before we went on break that I was going to ask you Aunt, about Brexit. We don't have to talk about Brexit. Let's talk about apples. <laughs> <laughs> I want to actually, I do want to get your, uh, and it was one of the things that I was I had in my head that was when, once I knew <coughs> we were going to be on the show, I'm like, I, I need to ask this guy what he feels about Brexit because I only know what I read on the news. Okay. No. I promise you, though, somehow I'm going to segue this into fucking apples. <laughs> I'm going to do that. That's my mission in life. I, and I'm And I'm open to it. But uh, what's your position on Brexit? Imagine, if you will, a sliced apple. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, so... Um, so you have an apple. <laughs> so you have an apple. So you're saying there's an apple. Britain is an apple. And a slice... Very much. Leaves, leaves the entire apple. to an apple. <laughs> um, no, it's... Brexit... It, 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 funnily enough, I... Th- that question isn't the first time I've thought of Brexit since I sat down, is when Matt was talking about certain aspects of... The previous conversation, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how Brexit came about. Was yeah. the the fear of having open borders for other European countries to come flooding in? That was a little bit, a little bit of the socialism that was that's been happening in the UK. Everybody come, we'll give you a house, we'll you know we'll support you, and that, that, that it just wasn't really thought through in a way as far as how the rest of the country might feel about that. Mm. Where you know it's not so much they're taking our jobs. There was a period of time that was you know all, all, all aims were at the Polish. Oh, the Polish are coming, taking all our jobs. Mm. And it didn't really actually work out. Most of them left when they realised England's terrible. Um, <laughs> but like this. then, th- then it became more. Um, well, if you know, if anybody's going to get a house and they get paid more if they have a couple of kids, and why wouldn't they come? And they come, they did, and. I don't know if you if you're an affluent country, do you have a responsibility to help countries to try and balance everything out and be a, a, a overall humanity? I don't I don't know if we're there yet or if that was the intention, but yeah, there's there's a there's a a lot of countries that did start coming in droves, and the UK wasn't really ready for it um, fiscally, I don't think, and then that led to a misguided, well, do we want to leave Europe? Yeah, because if we leave Europe, we can close our borders, right? Well, that's not really... They're, they're two separate subjects that no. are closely no. interlinked, but not necessarily the same thing. National referendum, yes, we want to leave 
the EU. The EU. But I, I think a lot, there, there was a, a, a wild misunderstanding of how much reliance there was on the EU. Like mm. a lot of yeah, uh, j- just something as simple. I mean, I, I work in engineering, so the British standards themselves had been harmonised into EU standards. So just that in itself, a lot of the regulation, a lot of infrastructure, a lot of funding for academic study was all dependent on the EU. And for me, when I was asked about Brexit, I was like, yeah, no, it's okay, I understand, because I believed that there was a plan in the background. (laughs) I trusted that the people who know the things were going to think about it, have that in place, be ready, and go, yeah, we're going to go for this, but don't worry, we got you. And they didn't have us. They didn't. Didn't have any plan. Didn't have any plan. Didn't didn't even do the homework to go. What would this actually mean in reality? What about supply chain? Was was that one of the things that were that was Im- impacted at all with Brexit? Yeah, I mean ev- everything. Mm. Th- th- I'd be shocked for somebody to come up with a list of five things that weren't impacted mm. in some way that requires some time, some energy, and some money to make sure that it's stitched up maybe some specific bargaining agreements to have individual relationships rather than the collective open market that the EU represented but even trade and relationships with out of Europe came via the EU Mm. so then you go well we're not just saying we, we need to renegotiate and figure out where we stand with all the European countries the rest of the planet everything is going to have to be independent now. Do we have all the people ready to talk with all these countries and, and negotiate these and be ready for the fact that they're rubbing their hands together knowing that we're on our own now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Attack! So, yeah, I mean, why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's, not, it's not like we've got a history of being super popular around the world. <laughs> yeah. and nothing's ever and, bad happened there. No, we never, we never made all. any horrendous decisions in the, in oh, you the gave past. Us, you gave us the Beatles. This was a... <laughs> Stones. Stones. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, but... <laughs> really? Beatles versus Stones? Is that oh, a thing? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. for me it is. I, I can't stand the Beatles, for the most part. I That's like weird, I Beatles. can't stand the Stones. That's cool. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Brexit? We're Brexit at it. Go at it. Yeah. <laughs> and fight. Winner take all. You know, so, I can't stand the Rolling Stones, but what I do love is Apples. <laughs> okay, let, let's let's hold off on the apples for a little bit. But you're, are you putting it before the apple cart? It's the Beatles recording label. Is Apple it? Records? Holy shit! It all comes back to apples. Thank wow. you very much, Ed. But um, do you feel that Brexit could potentially just be a temporary thing, and then uh, the the UK rejoins the the EU? I don't think so. No, no. I think it, it's it's done, and it's going to be ugly. And it will eventually get better, but no, I don't. I don't think so. Got it. Because from outsiders looking, it does it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Because you have, I mean, if you think from trade deals, if you're the concept of buying power and ease of trans transport, and and who are you competing against? I mean, doesn't it doesn't make any, it was clearly a political movement? Is what happened? Is they tapped into it just as. Trump did. None of the shit that he brought in to our country made any sense from uh, uh, really financially. He he got lucky that Obama brought us out of the fucking you know the, where we were. That he he, he kind of got the economy at a good time as it was starting to get better, um, and you know he and then immediately tried to claim credit for it. But that's what these people do. Is it's not about solving problems or issues. It's just about getting power. And and so the, the Brexit was sold as 
uh, a solution almost certainly to the ills that they were putting out there, but none of the ills were real. I mean, there was real ills, but the things that they were talking about were a lot more nationalism, like the, what's the guy named, um, who, uh, the party, the Brexit party, I can't remember his name. I, I, Nigel. Nigel Farage or something like that, I think is the guy's name. And, and, and his ilk, you know, and Boris Johnson to a lesser extent, I mean, he's probably one of them also, but he doesn't, you know, he tries to play nice. Uh, and, and those ideals, it's not about solving anything to me. It's just about holding, gaining power uh, based on something that doesn't have any infrastructure whatsoever. Or, as you said, a lot of thought put into it. Because if you're going to do it, like I say, do it. Do it. Do it right. Uh, Take your time. As best as you can with what you're talking about, which is is pulling an organ out of a body, essentially, is is, is what they've done there. I think the e, and that's and that's why uh, Brussels they're they're not going to negotiate really. They're like whatever you can do whatever you want. We're just going to sit here. What are you guys going to give us now to get back in our good graces? Is essentially mm-hmm. what they're doing. So it's funny. Um, I always I always think in analogies, and I've had a lot of people, especially living over here during the Brexit years. Um, trying to go, can you can you kind of explain it for me? Because you guys are all pretty politically savvy, so it, that wasn't necessary. But some some people have gone. I, I have no idea what the word Brexit means, other mm-hmm. than it's a portmanteau of Britain and exit. That's where my knowledge ends. What, what the hell is it, right? And uh, that's I, what I read I, on Buzzfeed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So I, I came to a rapper and a music label analogy Mm -hmm. so let's say it's emi whoever sony it doesn't matter um and a rapper signs with them doesn't have to be a rapper it was in that example (laughs) could be yodeler yeah who knows um and they've invested in that relationship on the premise that the overall benefits will be worth the reduction in per album sales that they get they're they're the greater good the overall value they decide that's no longer the case and they go, you know what, fuck you, I'm out, peace, and they're off. Now they're trying to do distribution on their own, they're trying to talk to other independent labels, they're trying to get gigs, they don't have any management, they don't have any representation, they're not getting the TV calls Mm, anymore and they're like, I don't know, can we find some other rappers to group together with and make our own thing? And everyone's like, ooh, gross, no. Because we, and and in, in and behind all this, which is the unexpected aspect, and maybe the short-sighted, if there is any more room to be short-sighted in this, <laughs> is EMI are very, very powerful, and they're going to go, anybody talks to that rapper, and we're fucking done. <laughs> so <laughs> then you're just an outcast. So you've not just got the fact that you're a lone sheep now trying to create your own relationships. You've got a monster that's the EU going, you're fucked. Yeah. We, need, we need to make sure nobody yeah. else does or even thinks about doing what you've done. We need to protect what we've got. You're banished forever mm-hmm. and blacklisted across the earth. Good luck. Yeah. And on, I think if Britain wasn't quite as big and powerful as it is, yeah, it'd Maybe be terrifying. But yeah. g- given given its position, it might it might work out okay, and it can figure it out because it's because it's Eminem. Sure, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah. well, yeah. people yeah. like Eminem. Yeah. Sold a lot of records. <laughs> I was good brand, good yeah. brand recognition. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of. I don't know. So when when everybody says, you know, is is Eminem going to be okay? I'm like, well, probably. Because it's Eminem. No, that's that's fantastic. Uh, I do want to switch back to apples, though. 
no, actually, no. What, like it's your idea. <laughs> no, actually, I um, I want to find out. Are you are you still mad that the uh, that the U.S. won um, <laughs> our independence? Or I mean, <laughs> so what do you stand is, on that? This is really funny, actually, because um, I uh, <laughs> I. I, t- I took a stand-up comedy class at Helium Comedy Club. Oh, really? Oh. With Alex Falcone. Okay. And it was fantastic, and it was a seven-week He's a funny call. guy. He's, He's got a great s- podcasting. When was this? Um, two years ago. Hmm. I know somebody else who did it. Who? His name is Keelan. It's probably been a little more than two years ago. Maybe like four. No, there wasn't a Keelan so. in my class, yeah. but... Um, but yeah, no. So it's, it was. I mean, I've always wanted to try stand-up comedy, and it was just a great opportunity. And you, there was seven weeks every Sunday, one till four o'clock, was lessons, lessons, lessons oh. in the club, wow. and you had to get up every week and perform in front of the group, who never laughed because they're, <laughs> all, they're all just itching for their turn, sure, and just just making notes on how terrible you are and then you sit in a chair and they all tell you how terrible you are and you have to go on with homework oh and change gosh. it and you've got a professional comic who's just you know just Seriously. he's so good and um, and yeah it was it was brutal but it was amazing at the same time sure. and then in, at the end of it you perform in in on like, on stage with the audience there was 250 people oh, oh my it gosh. was essentially a packed Helium Comedy Club sure. night, and you go up and you get five minutes to do your set. And part of my set was on the fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll I'll I'll, I'll, sh- I'll share the cliff notes with you, which was there was a guy who asked me whether or not I celebrated Fourth of July because, okay. and I I I didn't understand. You know, I went, what do you mean? Why? I went well, you know, with you being British. I'm like, I wasn't there. That was like a long time ago. And also, um, it's beer, burgers, and fireworks. Like, I have no personal beliefs that would get in the way of that. Sure, exactly. Like, just exactly. never. Just you know. give it to me, yeah. Yeah, sure. absolutely. It's ridiculous. Um, so, no, I, I think it's very funny, though, that, that people do think that. I, I've never, I've never, aside from that one random dude, I've never been asked that. Um, well, it was part, I, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you about Brexit. But, so, I've, che- I've, I've you know, I've checked the boxes. You're going to ask me about Manchester United next. That's oh, not another next one. Mm. Probably. What's your, what's your, uh, who's your, who's your team? I don't have one. Oh. I've got absolutely no interest. Okay. I was a red until I was 12 because I grew up in Manchester mm. because I didn't mm-hmm. have a choice. And then I picked up a guitar and then that, uh, it all just that fell it. away. That was it. <laughs> that Speaking was it. of. That's a perfect segue. We're going to put you to the test as far as proving your, uh, your origination. Yes. Proving I'm from Manchester. <laughs> yep. Coming up next. He has something for you. We're going to get to it after the break. This is cool. <laughs> Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash innocuousbastards. Find us on Twitter as at innocbastards. Or follow our blog at innocuousbastards.wordpress.com. Email us at innocuous.bastards at gmail.com. Welcome back to break. Hope you made a great one. I'm sure they did. Ag, take it they away. Did. All right, so yeah, I'm just like I, I can, I hear it in your voice, and you've said things so in far ants voice, in, ants voice. in your in your voice <laughs> that have like led me to think that you 
or from where you say you're from, but there's some lingering doubts. Yeah, we haven't seen his passport. I, I mean, know. you know, we don't know. No passport. He, he just admitted to having training. It could just be a good accent, right? Yeah, he just admitted to having training from a professional comic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. So he could have been just practicing this accent for the last eight years. And I could have opened with a double bluff and actually be from Gresham. <laughs> That's what, what I'm talking about. Sure. See, we, we don't know any of this, so we're going to find out right now. So, <laughs> the quiz begins. First of all, I want you to name five bands from Manchester that you think most people have heard from, of. Ooh. I was with you until the most people have heard of. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I mean... Can I, I include some... my own band? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. But, five... It doesn't have to be that, that Popular, Americans know. That somebody would have... Yeah, and you can okay. list more than five. No, you just no, need no, to no. come up with five. Okay. Oasis. Okay, that's Ooh. a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. Stone Roses. Stone yes. Roses, yes. Happy Mondays. Yes. Oh. The Charlatans. UK, Ooh, as they're Ocean called Ocean yeah. James. Okay, yes. Sorry, I'm a joke, joke to carry on. on. <laughs> you're missing a big one. I think you're missing a big one. The Smiths? Okay. The Smiths. Yeah. And New Order. Age. <laughs> I like the Smiths. I, I came up in kind of 1990 onwards. Whereas the Smiths were really pre ninety, so you're pretty like eighty nine. I'm not saying I don't know who the Smiths are, but so you don't have it. You don't. You don't hold them up in uh, in with reverence. I, mean, I don't think like anybody holds like... them up with reverence anymore. Uh, Morrissey, he's kind of become still... a bastard. Mm. Well, not, not so much Morrissey, but Johnny Marr, though. Oh um, yeah, I have a funny story about Portland Johnny Marr. resident. He lives what? in Portland. Not anymore. Maybe he did, but yeah. He well, what's the story? Do you want to hear something weird yes. though? Yeah, yeah. it's not even a story. It's just a weird, weird thing. <laughs> The week Johnny Marr left Portland, Oregon to move back to Manchester, England, I left Manchester, England to move to Portland, Oregon. <laughs> so right. you're the Johnny Marr fucking week. It's a swap. It it's one in, one out. Yeah. There's only, there's <laughs> only so one many allowed. Straight, there's only one allowed. Straight swap. Yeah. 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 Straight swap. That's it. That's quotas, it. Quotas. And I'm sorry, Portland. Population <laughs> You quotas. lost Johnny Marr and uh, you got me. because I probably, <laughs> probably better off. See, I never met Johnny Marr, so I met you. So that's like already been, that's already a good thing. Yeah, it's like Johnny Marr, it's like, what did you do while you were here? I didn't hear him. Like he was on Portlandia, but <laughs> modest mics. But like I never, I never heard his contributions just because I don't yeah. listen to Modest Mouse. Float on, he was he did float yeah, on. I right? know that. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing piece of guitar work. See, yeah, my my musical uh, choices are off more on the electronic spectrum, except okay. except for the wave stuff, New Order. Joy Division, yeah, Smiths, I like that. Uh, but you got, you got. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you credit, full credit on the first question because you did, you came up with a number that Mo- more, it was than, more than five, more, more than, than five. five. Sorry, right. I stopped at six because I thought it might get weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, I, and for, bonus marks for not mentioning my band? own band. My, uh, my band doesn't exist anymore, but it was called All My Lies. All my, my lies. lies. All my lies. Two thousand, like, like the My Lie Massacre, two thousand seven. No. No. Okay, we're gonna move on. I want to see the VH1. Where are they now on that one, though? So. <laughs> yeah. Where are it's they now? Sad. It's really sad and really short. <laughs> uh, it usually is with right. shows. So, are you familiar with a Manchester tart? A Manchester tart? I've heard of it, but um, oh, I've dated have... her, but. No. <laughs> so, Uh-oh. then you're probably not going to get this question right. Pastry, custard, and jam, and which other ingredient makes up a Manchester tart? See, I'm starting to have doubts now. It might be a turret, like like a turret. Cinnamon? No. His Gresham is showing. Oh, shit. It is, in fact, coconut. 
Gross. So I've never had one. You see, that's what this is a failure on your city's part that they didn't indoctrinate you with the local pastry knowledge. But one of, one of the things you got to be careful of as well is when you're from somewhere, you don't visit it like a tourist. We like actually talked donuts. about this. Me and my friends talked about this. We said one day we're going to leave on a train and come back with a backpack with <laughs> fake European mm-hmm. accents and try and visit Manchester. Camera, dangling. Yeah. Hello, can you show me the way down? <laughs> you know, but we never did it. And that somebody would have gone, you've got to try a Manchester tart. But it never actually came up in normal 30 years of life. Then. There's also a possibility that they... They just call it tart, and that's why you know, Ant is a little bit thrown Would you off. like a tart? Feel a bit tarty. No, I don't know. Um, Where's that from? <laughs> that's not. I know that's not. Chitty Manchester, chitty bang bang. I like that accent though, but it's not Manchester. No, it's not. It's a bit more like maybe Yorkshire. Yeah, okay, that's where actually my ancestry is from. Is from Yorkshire. Which part of Yorkshire? I don't know. It's way back. So Way I have no idea. Back. That's that's is all I know from. So if it's as far as over coast, it might be somewhere like Hull. Hull's pretty far over, mm-hmm. and they've got that proper weird accent. That can you really do? Can I you do a Newcastle? Though. Can you do a Geordie accent? Can I do a Geordie accent? Yeah, yeah. of course I can. Anybody from the north can probably get around she? pretty far. Like, I mean, it's and actually, a lot of people don't know that the Geordie accent is the most trustworthy accent in the UK so that they tend to do the adverts for any companies insurance companies oh, in the Geordie oh, that makes a lot of sense Geico if you listen to it it's actually very peaceful and very very calm and you're, it's mm-hmm. okay everything will yeah. be fine it's just, got that's a lot of interesting. That to it. For those listening, we don't have three other people here. It's just basically it's Ant <laughs> doing a, doing voices right now. I, I would mind doing a segment sometime. Just like how many different, I you know, separate accents can you recognize? Not necessarily do, but oh, so yeah, like, do a like, lot of like, them. Like, Cockney, like, and like, like Welsh play them and and have them do the do, do like a dog and pony show. Oh, maybe maybe like a quiz. <laughs> I could, quiz. I, mean, I could do that. I don't mind. Cause Cause like, I, I could do a bit of Cockney. Not not too not too hard. <laughs> it, depends, it, block, it, eh? it depends. It depends exactly what, which part of the UK you want to talk about. Right. But if you want to do a Cockney, yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, yeah, it sounds he, like sounds like one of my former coworkers, Stuart, right now. He's oh my Cockney. god, that's Cockney. You probably is he, is he from the East, do... East End of London. I don't, I don't know enough. I didn't He's care probably enough from to ask, East End yeah. of London if he sounds a bit like this. Yeah. Okay. He's he's uh, a bit because I. Because I was in two smoking barrels. Because I was telling him, because at first I was, because at first I was thinking, like, oh, no, you're not, you don't sound like a British guy. You know what I mean? It's like, what, what the hell is that? Because I don't sound like the Queen. Exactly. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not yeah, received yeah. pronunciation. What's the next question? Okay. Uh, next question is. Um, this is more of a geography question uh-huh. within Manchester. Oh, <laughs> you're familiar with the where the central library is in Manchester, ish. Okay. Do you know how f- approximately far away Victoria Station is from the Central Library? Okay. So, before I guess, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to admit that I am not from Manchester. Oh! oh. Three questions! Snap. Snap! Which part of Gresham are you really from? <laughs> Corbett. Corbett. Totally Corbett. I'm actually from a small town called Hyde, Hyde. Oh. which is, um, if you drew a dot in the middle of Manchester and mm. drew a dot in Hyde, it's about eight miles. Okay. I say Manchester because I'm a long way away. Yeah, Be- there and there's only one, one thing, yeah. and you'll find this if you're going to Google Hyde, yeah. this is going to be fun. Um, there, uh, <laughs> we, we, 
I'm going to say we now, like hides my town. Um, we have the one of the most notorious serial, notorious serial killers of all time, Doctor Harold Shipman. Okay. Ooh. Nobody knows exactly how many people he killed. It's upwards of two hundred. Is estimated. Her name. He had an angel of death thing, um, mm-hmm. and he was just offing people. But uh, the death certificate. More people than broken here. Now, because it's Hyde, is it related to Jekyll and Hyde? Exactly, there's a lot of that. So I'm from Hyde. Okay. So, so my geographical knowledge of Manchester came in my later years when I was drinking around there. Hence, <laughs> yeah. the long-term memory of geographic distance <laughs> yeah, might be a little approximate. Thing. Yeah. I'm saying we're both generally. V- Victoria Station <laughs> to Central Library. Um, like within like. Couple of miles within a couple of miles, it seems um, like they go pretty far around there. Okay, I'm sorry to inform you that the actual distance is 209 miles. I didn't specify it was Victoria Station in Manchester. Uh, Can somebody look up Central Manchester Central Manchester Library to Victoria Station and say it was 1.9 miles? Yeah, we'll do it. You're not going to be the next host of Jeopardy with that kind of trick. No, that's some some shady shit right there. It was. It was underhanded. I'm sure you know this. I don't know. You probably knew this. Know this in kilometers versus miles, but Hyde is 7.2 miles from from Manchester. Eight miles, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. what is that like in relation to uh, Gresham, I guess? That is Gresham. <laughs> <roughing>. <laughs> yeah. That's totally. It's from the Gresham of, yeah. It's okay. the Gresham, it's of, the Gresham of It's the Gresham of Manchester. <laughs> but did, given the, and going back to earlier conversations about scale, the, given the incredible density in England, uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't visit the city centre of Manchester eight miles away until I was 16. Wow. Interesting. Wow. You didn't need because to I had a bunch of towns you didn't that <laughs> I would have to go through like several towns just yeah, to get to, to the city. You have to, but that was the big city yeah, and I, yeah. I'm from a small town eight miles away. And there's like eight different accents <laughs> that you have to like figure out you know, on the way to Manchester. Exactly. Well, well I, I, think, I think as far as back to the accent stuff, it's harder for us here to pick up accents from other parts of this country than it is, say, in the UK, because there are so many different ones, and they're so specific to where you live. Yeah. Whereas, like, we know maybe what a northeastern accent sounds like. We probably know what a you know a southern accent sounds like. But do you know what like a Georgia sounds like? Yeah, I know. Georgia versus say yeah. like Alabama. I mean. Yeah. Well, you would. I think I could probably figure it out. Because he's tell? from Arkansas. Yeah. That's hell. But I have I love my family southern, so I can probably pick out approximately and I've heard enough of them talk with me over the phone or whatever it happens to be that I kind of know where they are like I can pick up like a, I can pick out like a midwestern accent for sure but like Appalachian well, or whatever you say that the midwestern though like there's there's Wisconsin and there's there's, there's a Chicago 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 there's Chicago there's St. Louis St. Louis there's is some, different yeah. yeah it's all it is interesting the I mean what's the there's a name for this has got to be the science of uh, you know, accents. I don't know what it's called, but I'm going to call it accentology right now. Just TM that right now. Uh, I'm, going to edit, I'm going to edit this out. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's continue. All right. So my last. I question. think that'd be a fun job. Oh, there's more questions. Okay. Cool. Just there's. We're just going to do one. Can you name three nicknames for Manchester? Ooh, what? So like, Oregon, Oregon doesn't really have Stumptown would be a. Portland, Portland, yeah. Well, the Beaver State, the, so the Beaver City of Roses, State. right? Yeah. That kind of name. Can you think of? 
I can't think of a single one. Wow, okay. Everything so, related to Manchester always goes to United or City. Uh, Nobody yeah. talks about the city itself. Man, you, man. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? It's like, I, 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 I shit you not, I was backpacking in northern Shanghai, staying with a Karen Hill tribe. They didn't have running water, but they knew Manchester United. That's <laughs> sick. That's like, sick. Ah, Manchester! I'm like, <laughs> I can't escape it. There's something you can do. All right, I'm gonna give you. And a then you have to represent. And then you know. And yeah, then if they like the other one, you gotta you know shank them. Yeah, and they'll be like, <laughs> <"Thank> you, <very laughs> much. No, you know, you're no, you're clearly from Gresham. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's some ones. Cottonopolis, because it was a, a big center for cotton. Cotton trade. Trade, yeah. not yeah. reproduction. Uh, Grenada land. Is that how you pronounce it? Is it Granada or Grenada? I've honestly... The tele- it's like a television Granada Oh, Granada. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. It was a TV yeah. company. Yeah. So it's like there was a lot of TV wow. production put up there. Blast from the past. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, kind of crazy. There's also Gunchester, which it was kind yeah. of a violent Manchester. place for a little while. Is it a violent place? Manchester? It was. It has its moments. Yeah. But it's like anywhere. It's street by street. Yeah. And sure. bar by bar. But sure. The, the the suburbs that I'm from are way worse. <laughs> way worse. Way much more violent. Yeah, way more violent. Yeah. Uh, so Not much policing over there, yeah. Um, there's this. Well, uh, going back to the um, apples, the, 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 the dent apples, yeah. sliced candy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, we're almost. Yeah, we gotta go in a minute. We gotta really need to go. I guess I didn't even know what time it was. We've been going on for two but, like we, got, we should be there 15 minutes before they're... Anyway, but the last one is Claire Mad- Madchester. Oh, Madchester. Okay, yes. yeah, that was a certain period of time. Right. Yeah. During said, the like, bounds of... Were... 1988 to 1991. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Ed, really appreciate that you joined the Bastards all the way from Gresham, and it's uh, it's been, it was a pleasure to have you with us. Um you know, I think there's a lot more there's a lot more to Brexit than you're letting on, and uh, you know, I think we'll get to the bottom of that at some point. But uh, but thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you, and appreciate the effort in the questions. That was really fun. They were okay. Really fun. I wish they were a little better. But yeah, well, they're solid. Thank you. Yeah. They were certainly shady. I, I, I feel warm and fuzzy. And I, and I tricked you. <laughs> that's, that's just the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, that's the Jameson talking. <laughs> Good night.